composition and layout. A face of everybody and no one in particular. No, I genuinely am an artist and I do art all day long. Most artists don't make a living out of what they're doing. I dream about it at night, trying to get those letter forms. I'm obsessed with art. Hello and welcome to this episode of Art Related Nonsense. My name's Stuart from Inspiring City and today I'm sitting on a, on a roof kind of terrace in, in Portslade in Brighton with Sarah Pope. Hi Sarah. Hi. Thanks for uh, inviting me down oh, here. Pleasure. Can you tell me something about your art first of all? So let's see, well if you go into my studio right now you will be surrounded by uh, lots of lips and this is, this is kind of what I'm best known for painting. So I suppose that is the, the question on everyone's lips. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Mind the pun. Always the first question. <laughs> Why lips? Well, when I first started painting, I was immediately drawn to the face, basically, and, and what people express with their mouth and, you know, the eyes and, you know, different sort of nuances of expression, um, how, how that changes what you convey. And then at one point, I sort of se just separated the lips because I felt that was really expressive just in itself. You know, it's uh, lips and the mouth are so emotionally evocative and kind of integral to communication. And, you know, with words, gestures and, and sounds, you, you, you communicate so much. You can get a lot out of them, can't you? I mean, just looking, uh, we, um, you know, we're sitting on the roof terrace, but inside I can see the art. And yeah. I mean, yeah, there, there, are, there are lots of different expressions there. Yeah. They're saying a lot, aren't they? They are, and you know, I, I find that people really sort of respond to them very immediately. So there is, you know, there's a lot of communication going on there. I think. So there's quite a human connection that people have yeah, when they see the art. Yeah, I think it's emotional. Yeah. So how do you you go about? I, I don't know, deciding which lips to paint. What's the sort of process that you would go through? Well, when I start my paintings, I always start with a photo shoot. So my first, the, f the first part is to choose some lips, as you say. And I used to, you know, work with friends. Um, sometimes I stop people in the street at the risk of looking like a nutter. But now I, I usually use model agencies. And when I when I look through mod models and their lips, I, I kind of look for symmetry and fullness and a certain kind of seductiveness. What gave you the original idea? I don't know. I, I, think, I think it's probably coming from my inspiration, which is my um, experience working for many years in the fashion industry uh, as, a, as a designer and also in the magazine, magazine industry as a designer and art director. And so I was looking, looking at these images a lot. This is where my inspiration was coming from. So these are sort of images in, in magazines or the models that you're working with. You, you were seeing these sort of day in, day out and you were sort of drawn yeah. to the lips. Well, I think it was just because I was exploring the face really just because of that and you know exploring basically expression and communication and the, the the mouth is so integral to that that i i just it just felt natural to, to just kind of isolate the mouth and it i just explored it kind of more and more because a lot of artists they, they focus on the eyes don't they it's not the first time i've heard that you know yeah. sort of you're taking an element of the face yeah. and doing something with it and, yeah and normally i see it with the eyes I don't really see it with lips that what but it seems to be it seems to really work well i mean you know obviously the eyes are a huge form of communication as well but i think equally so um the lips can you tell me something about your you know, i mean your background so you have got a background in 
in fashion and you know art direction can you tell me something yeah. about that former career of yours and what you did well I mean I loved it I really loved it especially working in fashion as a shoe designer because I'd always had a, a big passion for for shoes and shoe design um, and yeah I, I, I felt like it was you know it was certainly satisfying some kind of creative need that I have but um, I don't know I just felt like at one point it was it was not enough, and um, you know when you're when you're designing, it's it's a product at the end of the day. It's a, it's a product, and it's t designing to sort of someone else's commercial brief. And I just wanted to do something with more with more depth, um, you know, that I was sort of even more engaged with. So that's when I kind of ex started experimenting with painting because I'm, I'm self-taught. I have I didn't, didn't study. Art. So yeah, that's kind of where it began. So if you were self-taught, had you already always had a passion for art? Had you already like, like sketched and doodled at home as yeah, you were growing? Yeah, I'd up? always, I'd, I'd always been, I'd always drawn throughout all my life. But, um, but yeah, it was a kind of classic thing. At school, I was really good at mathematics and sciences. You know, our, our school was really deathly boring in art. My memories of art class. Uh, you know the teacher asking us to do a pencil drawing of a bicycle wheel it was just it was just deathly so yeah I kind of went in the direction of maths and sciences and ended up studying a maths degree but at the same time I I, I had this creative side you know and always always drawing sketching so it's always there sort of bubbling away yeah trying to emerge from yeah when I think, I think halfway through my maths degree I kind of realized that um, yeah I was gonna have to like let it out at some point and um, yeah I finished the degree but then kind of ditched the maths <laughs> so I suppose even even then so if you if you're going in that that direction you know educationally you know going into a career in shoes and fashion that's really creative as well and not the yeah. sort of career you would expect to go into from from doing mathematics no no absolutely not but I, I had these two you know things running at the same time where I was really good at maths but I also ha had this other creative side to me and I don't know I, I think in some ways they can be very related you know like a lot of composers were also mathematicians I think there is something in that I suppose if you think about it, there is creativity in mathematics, isn't it? I've never oh, really absolutely. thought about if it. If you take it to way, a really high level, it's very creative. It's very intuitive. You know, if you're sort of inventing formulas and stuff, then yeah, that's quite creative. So how did you get into the fashion design then? How did you? Well, I'd always, uh, you know, I'd always been very interested in shoes. And at one point while I was working in magazines, I started a little business customizing vintage shoes and selling them at champagne and shoe parties and while I was doing that I met a fashion designer who was really kind of avant-garde and a bit nuts and he used to shoot his clothes and explode them with fireworks and um, oh literally shoot the clothes literally. as opposed to shooting photography right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah with like a you know like a barrel shotgun oh wow um and yeah yeah then he'd like sort of industrial firework his outfits so yeah he asked me to do a collection of shoes for his show in london fashion week which i did and it was you know an amazing really fun experience and after that I realized that I wanted to I wanted to do shoe design so I did um, a one-year course at London College of Fashion in shoe design and making wow. and then I worked in shoes after that and before that it was magazines that you were in yeah. what were you doing in, in magazines sort of 
design layout could be art direction photo shoots or you know creating new styles and, and did I read somewhere that you, you'd spent a bit of time in Barcelona doing some of this? Yeah, well that happened after, after I finished my maths degree because I really wasn't sure what to do next. And I think that summer I'd been to Barcelona for the day and quite liked it. So I basically just decided to go and live in Barcelona. So I went, went out there and I just, you know, I taught English for a little while to, to make some money. And I did a, a, a bit of a graphic design course while I was there. So, you know, once I'd done that, I came back to England and, and London, actually, and, and started working in magazines. When you were telling me earlier about your process for the lips, you know, you have yeah. the photo shoots and you, you get the models together. Was, yeah. Would you say your, your career in, in magazines helped you with that? Yeah, definitely, because I had, a, you know, a lot of experience of, of doing that, basically. So it wasn't, it wasn't a strange or a new thing. It was, you know, I was quite familiar with it. Yeah, the different aspects of it and, you know, things to think about and stuff to get the, the most out of it. And what, what do you need to think about when you're sort of going into, or into something like that? And um, well, it's kind of, you know, a bit of it's organisational, getting the right model, getting, you know, studios and things sorted out. You know, when I do my photo shoots, I do everything myself. So there's the, the makeup aspect to think about. So I, you know, I, I don't have a makeup artist. I do all that myself. And then, you know, the actual photography, lighting, you know, all these things. There's quite a lot to consider there, isn't it? And yeah. just for the, just, so do you, would you zoom in on the lips yeah. then all the time? Yeah, and then I have it's a very just... zoomy camera. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it must be it must be an interesting gig for the models as well doing this. Yeah. And that, and that, you know, how, <laughs> I guess I suppose they're used to posing. They're used to doing body very strange things, actually. Oh, are they? <laughs> this, this isn't the strangest thing they've been asked to do. But it's interesting because depending on the model, with your lips, like you can't always do everything with your lips. So different models can like achieve different lip positions, but not everyone can do everything, which is kind of curious. It's something you don't really think about unless you get somebody to model lips for you. How would you actually direct a model then in terms of getting the right pose? Um, well, sometimes I'll show them images of something that I want to achieve or, you know, it can be more loose. Like I'll ask them to try and feel a certain mood or emotion or other times I'll get them to say, certain words so that you know that creates different mouth shape oh, so it's not, you know different ways to do it right so what sort of words are the key words that you would use i want to see if i can experiment you can see if my lips are worthy of going oh, in I your collection now. You put me on the spot. <laughs> love hello just stupid hello. things all right brighton brighton <laughs> or just go through the alphabet as well wow and i suppose you're taking the pictures as they they speak and seeing yeah, what taking really fast pictures so getting you know all the different all the slightly different nuances of mouth shape how oh, do you think i'd make a mouth model <laughs> um possibly <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're very kind you're very kind one, one thing i'm you know i'm totally intrigued by your your studio oh yeah um, here, because I mean, you know, as we see, I can sort of see through a through a window, and there are all these yeah. sort of spherical canvases with the mm. with the lips on. Are, are we able to just pop in and maybe yeah. have a look at some of the art and and talk about some of individual course. pieces? Yep. So stepping into the the threshold of the of the studio now. How long have you you been in this space? Just to describe it, you know, it's a sort um, of a decent shaped room, you've got a nice little working table and then you've got an easel with some, some art on it and then just, just dotted around the walls are just, you know, canvas upon canvas of, 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 of paintings really and some are, 
um, well, some are sculpture and some are painting, and there's all sorts going on here, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. I've been here for about two years now. It's a really good space. I really like it. I've got really good natural light. The, there's a joinery business downstairs, so they kind of help me out every now and again with certain things. But actually, I'm moving quite soon. I'm going to uh, a bigger studio around the corner, um, and so there'll be, there'll be other people making things in there which will be quite good fun. So a bunch of creatives, more creatives together which will yeah, help. Yeah, yeah, there's um, I think there's one one guy is going to be making sunglasses, someone else making costumes for film, or oh, someone else is doing neon. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. Hmm. And you can see all them joining together actually in some way with your art, couldn't you? Yeah. So tell me about this space then. What what what's what's important about this space? How do you how do you go about working and, and um, well, I like that it's like messy. I mean, as in I can be messy. I can throw paint on the floor or not throw paint, but I can spill paint on the floor, which happens. Sometimes, um, yeah, it's it's basically an empty space with white walls, so no distractions of clutter, and uh, yeah, painting table. I can do anything to the walls, so it's kind of yeah, it's like a sort of blank space really, where I can just create things. And in the in the moment, how would you be, you know, painting? What's your sort of process? Something like this, for example, that we've got on the on the easel. This is presumably yeah. something that we've got. Uh, again, it's lips with some drips, but in, encrusted within it is a sort of like... Shrovsky crystals. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed. <laughs> 4,000. Wow, Shrov wow, 4,000 Shrovsky crystals. Yeah, that one took a while. I bet it did. And, and, and you're still working on it because you've, you've got it on the easel there. No, I've just finished that one actually. But like my, with the painting process, it actually doesn't start in the studio. Like, as I said, it starts with a photo shoot and then with those images, I'll do some work on it in my studio at home actually on in Photoshop and do sort of you know modifications and then I'll, and then I'll be ready to start the painting process and at that point I'll come into the studio and lay out roughly on the because I work on birch wood panels I'll sort of, sort of lay it out what I want to what I'm going to be starting and then yeah mix all the colors and then begin and then uh, you know I paint lots of layers basically building up layers where I use quite oil diluted paint, which I, the point is to achieve a really sort of glossy, seductive effect. Which is what, literally what we've got here. <laughs> and, and, these, and these little paints, I mean, I'm looking at your, your, um, your painting desk here. Oh yeah. And yeah, there's lots of little pinks and whites and reds. And, yeah, oh, and on my painting desk actually, there's a, there's a vintage leather jacket, which I'm painting at the moment. I'm doing something with Art Republic where you will be able to win this jacket. Wow. I know. <laughs> is, that, is that part of a show that you've got coming up? Yes, actually. Yeah. I've got a, sh a, a solo show with Art Republic in November. It seems you've got quite a good relationship with Art Republic there because I mean you're a Brighton artist there, a Brighton yeah. gallery. How long have you been involved with them and how's... For many years actually, but like, you know, when, when I first started painting, the first gallery I started working with was Jealous Gallery and um, obviously they work very closely with Art Republic and so through them I began selling with Art Republic and yeah I mean it's, it's great that they're just around down the road I, I meet with them very frequently and just go to their things and yeah we've got a great relationship it's really nice having them down the road. And what's what's the scene in, in Brighton like generally for art? Well there's so many artists in Brighton it's incredible. I love that because Bright, you know, Brighton's a city, but it's not that big, but it's jam full of, of artists. 
So there's you know lots of creative things going on. It's a great place to live. So, so back in the studio, I just wanted to sort of have a look at some of these lips here, these these pieces, and they're all sort of showing different types of expression. Mm. So as you know, as you look at, at each one, can you can you, can you remember what was going on with each of these pieces? Well, I think I'd just say that like generally, there's a kind of very seductive theme to all my lips. So even if there's, you know, they're nuanced and different, some are like a little bit more feisty, some are a bit more provocative. The sort of general theme is seductive. Why did you go for the seductive thing? Because you've said that a few times now. It's like, yeah. you know, what, what is it about this seductive nature of the, that, you, that you're trying um, to go for? Well, I think I'm, I kind of think I'm interested in notions of beauty and what beauty is and what attractiveness is and what makes that. I think that's the, that's the thing that I'm exploring. So for this part of the, the podcast, I like to ask people about, you know, a piece of art or a show or an exhibition that you might have had, you know, might have inspired you in, in some way. Well, I think rather than like one piece of art or an exhibition, I would say it's the work of Francis Bacon. You know, when I saw his paintings, that was the first time I kind of really kind of woke up to art, I think, and, and what it could be. You know, his work is it's like a slap in the face. It's, it's so immediate and emotional. You don't need to know anything about him or his body of work to be immediately affected by, by his work. And I found that just really powerful. Does Francis Bacon's work come into yours in any way? Or is there any other artist that you might come into your work? I don't know. I think when I first started experimenting with painting, Francis, you know, Francis Bacon's sort of gestural natures would come into my work. But my work has kind of evolved since then and now it's kind of very sort of precise and slick and smooth whereas some of the early kind of portraiture I was doing was much more gestural and sort of almost sculpting the paint more like a more like a sort of Francis Bacon style. Do you remember your first artistic memory? Growing up I wasn't really exposed to what art could be in an, in any kind of engaging or interesting sense. I don't I don't have a strong you know I just remember being art as being really dry and not engaging. I don't know. I I guess I I remember more just doodling, not really know knowing what I was doing. I would fashion would come into that a lot. I would draw shoes a lot funnily enough. Being really interested in art came later, not when I was really young, I think. Oh, right. So, so at home and growing up and sort of, yeah, going through, it was just the doodles and you didn't really yeah. give it any other thought. It no, was just yeah. really after, yeah. afterwards that that came to the forefront of your mind. Yeah. Should we go um, back outside? It's a lovely day and it's absolutely gorgeous. And have you been in Brighton long? Is this a place you've lived for a while? Or? I've lived here for about a few years now. Where yeah, are you originally from? Stoke on Trent. <laughs> Less said about that, the better. <laughs> when did you move away from, from good old Stoke? <laughs> <laughs> when I was uh, 17, I think. That's when I went to university. That's the potteries, isn't it? That's it is, the... yeah, toilets. Is that, is that what it's known for? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, potteries. Uh, and, and plates and mm. sort of things like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, what, so when you came down to Brighton, when did you say? A few years ago. A few years ago. And so what brought you down here? Well, I was, I was kind of, I wanted to buy a flat and I was living in London at the time and I was looking around where I was living and it was just 
really impossible and stressful. So I kind of had to think, uh, think of a different plan. And I'd been down to Brighton the, the summer before um, to do an exhibition. And I remember arriving at the station and it was just so beautiful. And I got a cab through Hove to, to the, where the exhibition was. And I just, I was blown away by the architecture and the amazing Regency buildings and, you know, you're by the sea. I think that stuck in my mind. So anyway, after I decided, that, you know, it wasn't working looking for flat in, in London, I came to Brighton for the day and I bought flat. Well, in the day? Pretty much. Oh, wow, did you? That, that, you moved <laughs> it quick. Was, it was a bit impulsive, because I didn't really know Brighton that well. Yeah, no, it was a bit of an impulsive move. So it sounds like a place that you've got an immediate connection with. Yeah. Do you think that space and the environment that you're in, do you think that helps with your art? Oh, definitely. I think, you know, you have to... Well, for me, anyway, I mean, I know it's not the same for everyone, but I need to have a fairly peaceful state of mind to be able to create from. And I find that I get that here. And how do you normally, because I suppose that helps with your creative process as well, you know, when we, we looked in the studio earlier, you talked about decluttering yeah. and, and just being, well, you know, I took that as just being able to focus solely on your work. Yeah. Are there any other sort of techniques that you use just to get yourself into the zone or? I don't know. I, I think just being engaged in the art world, really, like seeing exhibitions, going to things, you know, speaking to other people. I think that's really important that, that you feel you feel like you're in, in, engaging with what's going on in the world. So it's sort of like a connectedness. Yeah. Would you say in terms of the what just the general art scene or, or, or being around? other creatives yeah yeah so I mean recently I saw your work in um, actually we bumped into each other didn't we at the Saatchi gallery yeah. and it was the Cash's King yeah. show and you'd got your little notes my just like blinged up queen yeah what was it <laughs> did, you, did you draw on a pound note was it was yeah it? I was given an old pound note to deface so uh, I co first I covered it with kisses and then I gave the queen a makeover and added some jewels I thought she was lacking. It's quite a good blinged up uh, piece of work. And interesting that you decided to, you know, get involved in a show like that. So, I mean, I suppose, is that what you talk about? You talk about getting involved with other creatives and sort of maybe yeah. putting yourself out there into another space. Definitely, yeah. Sometimes doing things like that are quite interesting anyway, because it's not something that I would normally do. So it makes, it's kind of, it's fun. Do you ever do anything else? I mean, you know, how else would you challenge yourself and push your own boundaries? Um, is there anything that you would you would do to, I don't know, stretch yourself, try new things? Well, one of the things is like trying new mediums, which is what I've done recently with the sort of sculptural stuff. So looking at the sculptural stuff that you got yeah. in there, just tell me something about what it is that you're doing there. So basically taking the lips into another dimension. Quite um, literally. Quite literally. <laughs> yeah, I thought, I, I, I just felt that there was, there could be a lot of possibility with that you know, and um, possibly taking it future-wise to moving sculptures. Oh, right, so the actual lips Then you could, yeah, because then you could actually even integrate the voice. Oh, how interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that would be fascinating, wouldn't it? Yeah. So looking at the, uh, the sculpture thing, are you, are, you doing, are you doing that now? So moving into that space, are you actually doing the sculpture or do you work with somebody to help you do that? Um, I work with several people actually. Um, process. I started the process similar to the way that I start my painting, uh, as in um, digitally. So I had my one of my favourite models 3D scanned. So basically, she sat in this room, and there was like I think a hundred cameras surrounding her, which all take a picture at the same time, and so it builds up this 3D image. So 
then using that, I kind of edited that to get it into the form that I wanted it and did a sort of a 3D printout, like a mini maquette. And then I, to do all that, I worked with um, a company that uh, worked with a lot of big films like Batman and, you know, they had all that technology, so I worked with them. And then using the maquette, I worked with a, somebody who basically upscaled the maquette with clay to create a mould that was bigger. You describe it like that, it sounds like a remarkably technical process yeah. just to do that. Yeah, I mean, I do, I, do quite, I do quite like the technical aspect of it as well because I feel like that's what, we're surrounded by images that are technically enhanced. So, you know, I feel, it feels quite natural that that's part of my work process. That you can just... Because um, it, it, it sort of reflects what's going on in the world. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So so yeah. So you're using the the growing technology that's around yeah. us to sort of then bring that into your art and then yeah. just keep creating, doing something new, keeping experimenting really in some way. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean that's that reflects what we what what we're seeing in the world, which you know I think is important. Well, thank you very much, Sarah, for talking to us on art related nonsense. It's a pleasure. Thanks for coming.